What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. All right, folks, welcome back to another show. Get your deposits in, folks. Super Bowl is around the corner. Get the prop bets are going to be up there, man. So get your monies in. Folks, Saturday afternoon, early afternoon. Uh, I didn't get a chance to go live last night. Had some uh, some company over, but I uh, figured, why not jump in on a, on a Saturday? So let me get right to uh topic at hand, folks. I mean, Stefan Day's back in business, back in back in the media talking talking um but not necessarily negative and i, I hope people don't think i'm coming at my guy days because you guys know how i feel about this i love this he's my favorite player on this squad and i hate i absolutely hate that this brother is back in business <laughs> and back to chatting now uh just let me make something clear because i know some folks love drama on the old twitter you know what i'm saying listen if i'm if somebody clears something for me great and i'll use that clarity i'll use that that uh error or I've, I've made and i'll just clear it up right now so i got it i got there was a video played uh by uh i think it was uh speak uh, from fs1 anyways they were talking about the dig situation and uh i over i read somewhere that Diggs didn't speak to anybody and and left but uh it was incorrect he was actually last to leave or was one of the last guys to leave but did not speak he opted not to speak to anybody but anyway that's out the way. It's more, it's clear now, a lot more clear. So let's get that clarity out of the way. So let's get into this Diggs talk, right? And let's talk about it right now. We love Diggs. We think Diggs is amazing. He's one of the best players on our squad. If not, if it's not Josh Allen, it's 14. It's 17 and 14. Those two make one another better. It's simple. When Diggs came to Buffalo, it almost, it unlocked the true potential of Josh Allen. The true potential of Josh Allen. It unlocked it. And we we could easily tell, okay, this is what everyone saw in Josh Allen. This is what we anticipated from him. He was a little raw coming out, but you put him with the right weapons, not Kelvin Benjamin, right? Not, not guys that are just unknown and can't do nothing. You put him with a true number one receiver, it'll really truly tell you if he's got it or he doesn't. Well, he's very much proved it that he's a bona fide star in this game. Vice versa for my guy, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs was a solid, a very good receiver, right? He was getting the ball thrown to, by, you know what I'm saying, some, some good quarterbacks, don't get me wrong. And he came to Buffalo, and he was absolutely unleashed even more. So they both work well with one another. They both are great individuals. Now, in order for us to tackle what's happening right now, most might think this is absolutely nothing where the media and everybody out there is making nothing into something. But there's never really nothing into something. You can't really say that. If you say that there's nothing to something, that's your BS. Because there is a little something there. And we'll, we'll kind of break it down, if you will. But this stems going back to last year. Because last year, Stefan and, and Josh Allen balling. Balled all year, over 100 catches, over 1,000 yards. You know how it is. Over 4,000 yards passing, like, that dude, they were they were awesome going into that Bengals game in the playoffs. Not so great, not so great. And the infamous, I guess, still shot or picture is of Diggs got his hands out, looking at his quarterback while his quarterback is either looking back at him. I don't even know what the shot was, but looking back at him or looking down at the iPad. So clearly something was said, but the still shot. Is what it is. What's the saying, right? Pat, pictures worth a thousand words. Well, a thousand words <laughs> were put on paper to explain what happened last year. So that's why I got to go back to this from last year to what we're dealing with now. But let's keep going. Let's stay on last year because not only was Stefan Diggs got got caught in 4K with with you know pictured with his hands out, but then he pretty much was on a on a on a freaking radio tour and really expressing himself. Right, express himself on how he felt about the season, how he feels about the future, uh, how he feels about his quarterback, and every interview and every every question that was asked to him, he was pretty much consistent. Yo, I don't know what everybody's making a big deal out of three things. I love my guy. That's my guy. I'll never have anything negative to say about him. That's my dude. Period. Point blank. He made it very clear that that's his quarterback. Right, minus the crying that To did when he was talking about Tony Romo. Right, but he's pretty much saying that's my quarterback. So. What y'all, what are we talking about here? Pretty much is what 
what, what, what was laid out. So some people didn't feel great about it because a lot of times they'd say, hey, you're going to, what's the, what's the future look like? What was, what was the issue? And he was expressing himself as a receiver, as a competitor, and you don't want to, you don't want to lose. You don't want to be that, that, that team that, you know what I'm saying? That, or that player that just feels like, you know what I mean? I'm being wasted. And that's how some may have interpreted it. At least I did. That's how I interpreted it. Yo, we have such a, a seat. Like we have such talent on this team. I don't know what's the problem. Cause that's, he was really, truly tapping in saying, I don't get it. What is the problem? I, we just can't get over the hump. And he was saying that last year. Fast forward to this year. Same sentiments. Can't get over the hump. So he is probably tired. Nonetheless, right? That's not the point. The point is this. After the Chiefs game, he spoke to no one. Not a soul. Didn't give any interviews. And uh, he didn't leave the locker room, but he stayed. So last year, on the other hand, he did leave the locker room. And uh, it was actually reported that him leaving the locker room right after the game before the coaches could do anything, um, he actually later on, I think he was uh, talking to E Esports. I'm not sure who it was exactly, or E. Uh, he regretted leaving. He said, man, I should have stayed, man. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have left. But nonetheless, the actions were, were spoken. You did one of these to your quarterback, and nobody was able to talk to you because you dipped out of the locker room. So this year, there was none of that because obviously he learned from last year. He says, I'm not dipping, but I'm not talking either. Uh, I think Matthew Fairburn uh, from The Athletic was, was ready to chat to him. Um, well, let me talk to you about the Bengals first. This, this is what happened. Like, Diz reported he stormed out of the locker room. Past a group of media members. This is from the Bengals game last year. Uh, before some of the coaches could even make it back to the locker room. The receiver had to be retrieved and brought back into the locker room by veteran running back Duke Johnson. Diggs would stay for Sean McDermott's post-game speech and then leave thereafter, right? Shortly after. So that was last year. So you kind of have that etched in your brain that, yo, he just dipped, right? This year, he did not. Kudos to him. You're captain on the team. I mean, you got to stick around. But talking to the media, I mean, it, it's finicky because some folks, after a loss... You don't want to say things that you don't mean. You don't want to say things out of like, you know, out of pure emotion, right? I mean, Marshawn Lynch was the king of like, hey, I'm just here so I don't get fired, man. I'm just here so I don't get fired. So whether he could have done that or he's not even doing that, he's just, I'm not talking. And that's exactly, that's exactly what uh, he ended up doing. So uh, against the Chiefs, Diggs caught three of the eight targets for 21 yards. We know that. Fumbled and dropped his first two targets. After the loss, Diggs was asked if he had a minute to talk. Perth Athletics, Matthew Fairburn. Hell nah is what he said. I ain't talking. Hell nah. Emotion. And we get it. That's, that's, that's what happens. You know what I mean, there's not much you can do about that. But here's the big thing. Diggs didn't say a peep in the locker room. Reported by Sal that he was Sal Capaccio, by the way. Thank you for clarifying that for me, my brother. Uh, reported by Sal that he was one of the last to leave the room. He was hanging it. He was kicking it with Trent Sherfield, just scrolling on his phone. Right. He was just chilling. He just wasn't in the mood to talk to any media members. It is what it is. Now. Pro Bowl. He had a chance to talk to Cameron Wolf. All right. And this is what's pretty much circulating all over the place. I guess I could say all over the place. This is how this is what's been circulating everywhere. And it's the interview with Matthew Fairburn. So let me just find this here. I'll play the clip for y'all. Y'all let me know how you interpret this. And I'll share with you where. I have the, this is my issue. Because a lot of what he said, I'd say like 85% of that interview was straight. None. But it was a few things that he said that got me like, ah, uh, okay, that's interesting. So you guys let me know how you feel and how you interpret it, how you interpret this, uh, this back and forth between himself and Cameron Wolf. Steph, congrats on another Pro Bowl for a year. How do you maybe corral the, the celebration of what you've got with how the season ended yeah, for you guys? I mean, we had a couple weeks to decompress, especially considering how the season ended. Uh, I had a conversation with um, a couple of my coach friends and, you know, my, my peers. And, of course, uh, the season ended how we won it. Um, of course, some plays that I won back. Of course, I know it's plays we all won back, but more so uh, interpersonally that, you know, some more out there. You know what I'm saying? We can say it every year. Uh, hopefully, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully wishing, you know what I'm saying, getting as far as we can. We got a lot of talent. Uh, but, you know, as the season ended, 
of course, it's just some shit you want back. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And you want to go as far as you can. And you know what I'm saying it's just not a it's not a one person sport. You know what I'm saying? Of course, you want everything and you want the glory, all that type of good stuff. But you know what I'm saying? That day we came up a little short. You say you there's obviously stuff you want back. Yeah. The year seemed a little odd for you. You yeah, know, you exactly. weren't getting a lot of touches at yeah. some part of the season, and then obviously the last game a little yeah. rough. You know, yeah. had maybe a drop. I don't know if you uh, count yeah. that a count as yeah, a drop. I said that's one of the plays I actually want back. I, I count all the plays. If I touch it, I drop it. You know what I'm saying? If I get one hand or the finger on it, I still count it. That's why I like. You know, uh, mainly I'm always accountable for it. You know what I'm saying? As a player, y'all know me for a long time, of course. Like, and uh, and even just this season, it's in its in its total. Like, the balance of it. You know what I'm saying? Rolling with the punches. You know, uh, the first eight games and the last eight games or nine games or ten games, however you dice it. Uh, it's just it was a different picture. You know what I'm saying? It's something I had to get adjusted to. You know, as a teammate, uh, just just rolling with the punches, being the best teammate you could be, best player you could be, and keep growing from it. So. I know, obviously, a lot of people outside of the building want to speculate on you and Josh's relationship. What yeah. does that mean? How would you describe where you guys are and moving forward, given what you just discussed? Yeah, I mean, I've kind of touched on that multiple times, you know what I'm saying? I kind of like, uh, at this point where I am, I kind of let everybody feel how they feel, you know what I'm saying? You got your it's, it's not an opinion-based business. It's a, it's a money-based business and a number-based business. So for me, I try to leave the personal out of it, you know what I'm saying? My personal relationship is my personal relationship. It's for the, it's for the people outside of a relationship to kind of uh, speculate or kind of like draw conclusions or kind of figure it out as they go. But uh, people that's involved in the, uh, between the two people or anybody else involved are the people that know. So for me, you know, I get tired of <laughs> the same story over and over. Again, so, it is what it is, you know what I'm saying, for everybody else. Uh, it's, a, it's a new offseason for you to play around with. You talk about offseason, last one for me. There's always going to be talk about what is next. Yeah. Obviously, contract becomes a thing and yeah. you guys cap situation. Yeah. Where do you think you'll be? Do you think you'll be a build next season? I mean, I feel like as far as I like, with the money and all that type of stuff, like I can't control none of that. You know what I'm saying? I kind of put my hat on, and you know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, it's a long off season in front of me. As far as I like, with the future, I don't, I don't have any surprises for you right now. But for me, uh, I think I'm gonna still be me regardless. Appreciate you stepping. Thank you. Appreciate you, Absolutely. All right, all right. So y'all, y'all had a chance to kind of dissect and kind of go through that. For the most part, me, even myself listening to it for like the fourth time. There wasn't really anything crazy this brother said. He didn't say anything crazy at all. So, like, the speculation of him potentially leaving and so on and so forth. But let, let's let's kind of break. He said it loved about what because I got under the bus and, and act like, you know what I'm saying, like, we could do without. We could do without him and he ain't taking accountability and so on and so forth. If I If I touch it, I drop it. You, if you think he's not kicking himself over, kicking himself in the butt for that drop pass. And let me tell you something. That pass was a tough, that was a tough catch to make. If you really think about it, I mean, yes, he's paid. I mean, he's a $96 million player. I get that part. You making money. You got to catch that. That's what it is. And he knows that. It's a tough catch no matter what, no matter how you want to play it. But he made it clear. Yo, if I touch it, I dropped it. He took accountability. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's saying we came up short, man. We wanted so much to be said and so much to be done this year. We just came up short. We just didn't get the job done. Is I mean, everything that all the other players are talking about, himself included, right? We got the talent. You know what I'm saying? And and I want, there's a lot of plays that I couldn't want, I want back. Where this is a talented team and it's just, we fell short. I mean, shoot. Those are the things that he probably would have said had I mean, he stayed in the locker room and gone there, but he was a little more emotional at that moment, so he could have said some extra stuff. So sometimes you need to cool off a little bit. Don't you You get in an argument with your lady or your friend, and when you stay in the room, things are going to be said, right? And you can't take anything back. So it's best to sometimes not say a word. Give us a moment. Give us some time to cool off. And when you're more clear-headed, level-minded, you can have a conscious conversation with somebody. And that's exactly what he said. Now, the age-old question that people keep asking, which I get it. It's tiresome. Your relationship with Josh Allen. Fam, how many times do I got to tell y'all we're good? What do you want me to tell you? Like, what more are you wanting me to, uh, to give? What explanation do you want me to give you? Like, do you want me to tell you, yo, we play Call of Duty every day. Yo, I'm on the phone with him like six times a day. Is that what they want to hear? I feel like that's what they want to hear. Yo, how often are you guys hanging out? Are you really good? Call him right now on your phone and let us know. Like. They would have, it would have been like, yo, do you guys want to see this? Hey, Josh, yo, they want to know for good. You know what Josh would have said? Man, hang up the phone, bro. <laughs> we didn't talk about this. 
but it gets it gets tiresome to him to keep answering the same age-old question every single time. Now, do you blame people for asking those questions? Because if you go back just a just a year, just a year, right? They're hugging each other. You know I mean, it's 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 all this, all these handshakes, and it was it was really put out there, like how close they were. And some might look at it and say, ah, well, it looks like it's kind of dissipated a little bit. But that's that's you making stuff in your own mind, whether they're close or not close anymore. That's that's opinionative. And that's that that's opinion. That's exactly what he said. Yo, people are just gonna make their opinions on everything. So I'm gonna tell you this for the last time, which he said last year, and in the offseason, we're fine. We're good. I don't know how many times I gotta answer that question. Now, the question I did not like. Well, two things, Cameron Wolf asked. He said, "Hey, um, something about the targets. You're not, you're not getting, you're not getting the targets, or you didn't get targeted as much, brother. This brother got targeted many a times, many a times. I think what he wanted to say, but he couldn't say because the players in front of him. If you're gonna, if you're gonna shoot, shoot from the hip and say it, your productivity wasn't as good. You can say it that way, but you didn't have to say target because that brother was targeted fine, mightily well." He was targeted, uh, what, 160 targets this year? Let's cut it up. That was the wrong question. But what Cameron Wolf should have asked and what he really wanted to ask was, what's up with the productivity? Now, that's where you could have went because that's where he could have said, yeah, you know what? My productivity wasn't as great as that I wanted to. I mean, he did what? Week 18 had, what, eight receptions for 80, 80 yards or something like that? I don't have the stats in front of me because I didn't, I wasn't going to go into that. And Wild card game here, what, seven for 50? So you started to see the targets go up, right? So it wasn't about him getting targeted. Josh knows who to target. It was about the productivity. He wasn't as productive. He wasn't as, you know what I'm saying, uh, as the asset that he should be. But if you guys stem back and go back to the playoffs, go do, go do the research yourself. First year in the playoffs, when these boys went to divisional round, yo, them boys were connecting. Left, right, center, they are going back and forth. After that, it was kind of a kind of a, a bit of a disappearing act from Stephon Diggs in the playoffs. I mean, if you if you really know what's up, you know. Go back and look at the playoffs and, and look at the statistics on seeing where he was and how statistically involved he was in the game. Did he get targeted? I'm, I'm, yes, he did. But was he productive? No, he was not. So at the end of the day, that's probably what Cameron Wolf should have asked and could have asked. And maybe you would have got a response out of Stefan Diggs. But the point is this, and this is the one kill that kills me. Do you think that you'll be a bill next year? See, that's the one that kills me, bro. And I know people want to get on camera. Wolves, like, yo, you should do your research, bro. You should do your research and know that cap hit is 31 mil. The cap hit for my brother. I mean, to make it very clear for everyone that's watching, the cap hit for Stefan Diggs is enormous. All right. So if you're if you're going to and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I get the the right to tag here, if I can find it. It's not even there. Golly, it makes it pisses me off. But anyway, 31 mil is what that brother's owed. All right. And when you when you look at, I just gotta get the right information. All right. So here's the thing, right? So cutting or trading Stefan Diggs, just to make sure make it clear for people, if you cut or you trade Diggs before June 1st, it's gonna cost the team 31 mil in dead cap. That's number one. That's hefty. We're already 50 million in the hole right now. And then you want to go and change and do some stuff with that. So that, that makes it near impossible. Is anything impossible? Never. Right. But it makes it near impossible. After June 1st, they could save nearly 20 million on next year's cap, but have north of 20 million in dead money for the 2025 NFL season. So it's, it's near not freaking happening. <laughs> That's what is that. It's near not, not freaking happening. So for them to say, are you going to be a bill? Is a crazy question. But here's the thing. When they're asking you, are you going to be a bill? And this is where I could say I had my issue. You just say, yeah, bro, I'm going to be a bill for until I retire. But he already said that, Rico. Different, different interviewer, different question. Then this is this someone different, right? And someone that's currently in your face right now, especially after this first season, this is the first interview that you're breaking since the last, the last game, the last time you touched the field. So if they ask this brother, are you going to be a bill next year? You could do two things. 
simply say, of course, I'm going to be, man. I'm contractually with the squad. I'm going to be with my brothers next year, and we're going to rock it out, and we're going to try to get this Lombardi. Bro, you would say it like that, it's a wrap. There's no follow-up. But what if you just, you just, you deaded that situation right there? You think you're going to build build next year? Heck yeah. Of course I'm going to be, man. I'm going to be, oh, it's me and my brother. We're going to do it. Me, 17, man. We're going to rock it, man. I know there's going to be a, a, a pretty tough offseason. But you know what? It's going to be tough because we're trying to get over this loss, da-da-da-da. But we, we in here. But he didn't give you that. He didn't give you that response, right? What did he give you? Uh, let me see if I, I read it. This is the one right here. So he could have simply, I mean, some of the people are saying Seth. He could have simply just said yet and just moved on, right? But he says, he says I don't know. As far as the money and, the, and that type of stuff, Dick said when asked about his future with the Bills, I can't control none of that. And he's absolutely right. None of these players can control any of that stuff, bro. Some of these guys are sitting here just chilling, having breakfast, and all of a sudden on ESPN, on the ticker, brother's been cut. Brother's been traded. It happens. So he can't say, he can't sit here and tell you for certain I'm going to be on the squad, but he can say, I'm getting ready to do my stuff. We'll see you next year. Boom, boom, boom. And when you reread these comments, you can say, well, he was being a realist because he doesn't know. He hears the same thing y'all hearing. He hears me talking about it and media talking about it. About, Yo, could this brother be traded? Could he be moved? Stefan Diggs could be reunited with his brother. Contractually, very slim that is going to happen. But the conversations are out there. These guys are human. They read everything that's out there. And if they're not reading it, guess what? Your auntie is telling you. You know what I mean? Your, your nephew's telling you, your pops is telling you, your mom's is telling you, whoever is giving you and feeding you information. Not that you're trying to hear it, but you're getting all that information sent your way. Yo, they're talking about you being traded. What's going on with that? Bro, I can't control any of that, man. I'm just going to go into my offseason, do what I got to do, and go from there. So it's, it's tough because for me, personally, I would have been like, yo, if I was Stefan Diggs, Yo, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see my brothers next next this offseason. I'm gonna work my tail off this offseason. I'm gonna see them next year, and we're gonna try to get this championship period done. But he kind of left it open, and that's where it becomes troublesome for some some folks. Might look at it. He left it open for conversation, open for for you mean speculation, right? My man Pierre says, or Diggs could have said, "Why wouldn't I be?" Perfect, simple as that. Why wouldn't I be? The answer he gave opened up the same questions they keep asking him every year. It's low. It's it's like he low-key loves the drama. That's one way to look at it. Because you could easily dead something. It's like, it's like, it's like if me, me and wife are going through marital issues. All right. And uh every year around the same time, we go to this this party. All right. And we go to this party, and somebody goes up and comes up and hits me up and says, Hey man, I noticed that like uh you and, and wifey, you guys are kind of jovial, but like you guys were pretty separate. I mean, you were over there by that table, and you were over here. Not that anybody would get in anybody's business like that, but if brother would have come and say, Hey man, like every, everything cool, you think I'm gonna leave it open for speculation? Oh, you know, I'm just working on myself. And uh, you know, every I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I answer these questions all the time. People have been asking me about that. Man, I'm just working on myself, man. Just do my thing. Bro, they're gonna be like, he didn't answer, he didn't say they're good, but he didn't say they're terrible, he just didn't answer. I would have said, no, we're straight, baby. We're all right. We're doing great. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're actually going on a trip next uh, uh, next month that we're going to Cuba. We're celebrating or whatever. They don't need to know that type of business, man, whatever internally is going on. So with Steph, he could have easily said, why wouldn't I be? That's my guy, man. We're going to rock that thing out next year and we'll just keep it moving. Let's keep it pushing. Done. But when you leave it open for speculation, you, you leave it open for, for comments, people are just going to slide right in there and start making some stuff up. Is that is that simple? Am I lying? Am I lying, man? You know how many times I got I get we get asked a question. Hey, uh, where's uh such and such that used to be on BF? I can sit there and and go into, yo, man. Everybody moved on. We're doing our own thing over here. We chilling. We're straight. Let's go. As simple as that. Like we get we ask mad questions like that. Like we just we don't get into it. You dead it and move on, but you leave it open. You leave it open for people to ask questions, and this is where Diggs is. And now you put, you put Josh Allen in that, in that position now. Hey, man, we asked, uh, you know, Stefan Diggs if, uh, if he's going to be a Bill next year. And he said, uh, you know, I mean, he's, he's not in control of anything. And, and now you're going to get, 
you mean you 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 bring it over to di- to to Josh Allen? Josh Allen's not gonna gotta like well, you know what I mean? He's his own person. I don't know what's going. Then whole this whole thing restarts all over again. It could all be put to bed by saying, "Why wouldn't I be back here next year? I signed a I signed an extension just a couple years ago. We good? Or, hey man, I'm not the GM." Go ask, go ask Brandon Bean, but I don't think he's gonna trade me. You could make, you can make it funny. Yo, go ask Brandon Bean. You be fifty mil in the hole. I don't think he's ready to trade me. I mean, you could, you could do. There's a whole lot of things you could dead that way, man. But golly, my man Pierre, you have the famous BF question, man. I'm about to pull the digs on some point. Yeah, I mean, we got to ask our question, man. Well, where's this guy? Where's this guy? Go find him. <laughs> you feel me? But you could just dead it. Be like, yo, we straight, man. We just doing our own thing, man. But this is what we have going forward. Boom. But here we are answering these digs questions, and now we're speculating. Now, let's be real. Let's be real. You could read people's body language. You could read. I mean, listen, listen, you could say all the things you want to say, but now let's talk. All right. This body language tells you everything, right? The conversations that were had last year are going to flare up again. Stephen A. Smith was saying his stuff too, right? Hey. I don't lie. This is what Stephen A. said. I don't lie. That brother wants out. He may. He may want out. He's 30. Right? And this is the crazy part. This is the crazy part. All this chatter has fans now saying, we don't need him. We don't need That's crazy talk. Because that very number one receiver takes a lot away of pressure from everybody else. He may not have been statistically, you know what I'm saying, up there, but that brother takes a lot of pressure away from all the other guys, the Dalton Kincaids and the Kalusha Kears and the Gabe Davises. Gabe Davis ain't getting four touchdowns if Stefan Diggs ain't on that field. Let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it 100. You know that's for a damn fact. Just putting it out there. Hold on, I got a super chat coming in. Shout out to my guy, Scott Blakely. What up, Scotty? Scott says, yo, we all wanted him to promote Allen and his team. He was real and humble. Ask me my first verse, my 10-year-old, my 10-year about my relations with my wifey. Two different answers. Still love, for, still love her to death. You hit that on the nail, brother. You hit that on the nail. It, it's, it's really that simple. It's really that simple. Promote your guy. Promote the team. Well, done. Next question. Leave stuff open for people to talk. Oh, they're going to talk. And there's going to be articles written. And there's going to be opinions, you mean, mixed in with some facts. And then they're, 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 this is when things happen. So that's why I, was, I, I made it very clear. I said, man, I, for some reason, I read that he didn't, he didn't speak to anybody. I'm thinking he dipped out like he dipped out last year. So you got, sometimes you got to take accountability. My bad, right? But the point is, he didn't speak to anybody. And the first time he does speak, this is for you to say, man, I'm going to be back next year. He didn't even really give you that. I'm going to be back next year with confidence. That body language. I mean, listen, look at the body language, man. Look at the body language. Now, then you have shows like this because this is why you got to be careful. And this is, a, this is a bit of a clip, but it's a good clip nonetheless, right? The show speak on FS1. They're talking about Josh Allen. Stefan Diggs and this whole fiasco. Check this out. Tell me what you guys think about this because a lot of good points were made here. And the one that James Jones made is massive. Check this out. What's going on? A lot of things. I can't really put the carriage before the horse. You know what I'm saying? But I got a great offseason in front of me to put a lot of work in and kind of build around what we got, what we got and what we're doing. Here's the most important part, the last sentence. I can't tell you what the future holds but I'm still being me. Got to go to the wide receiver at the desk. James Jones, this is the wide receiver speaking, an all-pro caliber wide receiver speaking. But in the last eight games, he was not the leading wide receiver for the team. Shakur actually was. So break it down. What do you make of Stephon Diggs saying, yo, I can't tell you what the future holds, but he is under contract, family. Yeah, um, what I make of it is he's probably going to be on a new team. And the reason why I say that is I remember my coach, Edgar Bennett, always told me uh, when I was with the Packers, he said, Never let them figure out they can win without you. Mm. And through the six-game win streak, that's what the Buffalo Bills found out. Mm. Stephon Diggs does not have to get the ball, be super involved in this offense, and we still can find ways to win. In six games, 31 catches, 
266 yards, zero touchdowns. That's not really helping, right, to be an all-pro wide receiver, um, especially what he has done in Buffalo until that six-game stretch. So for me, the Buffalo Bills have found out that they can win without Stephon Diggs. Once you figure that out and your quarterback can still play at a high level, and we all can say Josh was playing at an extremely high level through that six-game win streak, I think we have seen the last of oh. Stephon Diggs in the Buffalo Bills uniform. I honestly do. I think he'll be playing somewhere else. Do I think he will ball and get busy? Absolutely. He's that type of player. But I think he will be in the new uniform before the season starts. Absolutely. That's crazy. I hate that because you might be right. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to see that. You know, I had a chance to see uh, his, his brother a couple days ago. Um, and, you know, he's not going to get too in-depth of the conversation about his brother leaving or staying. But I just told him that, man, your, your brother's a beast. He's one of the best in the league for sure. Yeah. And I think that Josh Allen and him together are a great duo. That's right? all they showed us. And it's like they, every year they get better and better and better, yeah. right? And they get closer and closer and closer. And I just think that this is my opinion. Stephon did before Josh Allen. He probably was still really, really good. I didn't know that. Did you? No, sir. I didn't know that. I did because I'm just a receiver. Josh okay. Allen, you, you ain't know he's this good. You ain't know he's this. Oh, I knew he was that. He a receiver. I can okay. better hurt it down. Okay. All right. He knows 100, 100 catches a year, almost all, all pro, almost every year. Cool. Josh Allen. Yeah. Before you had Stephon Diggs, I thought you was a good player. Yeah. I didn't know you, I didn't know you, I didn't know you was that. True. And I think that when you put them together, they make magic. So I love when I watch Stephon Diggs out there 14 getting busy. And I love yeah. when I see 17 throwing the ball. That's a, that's a duel that you, you love to see. So I hope they can work it out. Hope he stays in Buffalo Bill because he's that good. Stephon Diggs at the Pro Bowl. He says, I can't tell you what the future holds, but I'm still being me. That's in regards to staying in Buffalo or leaving. Joy, what is your reaction? <sighs> yeah, it's tough. Um, I think I kind of agree with James because there's been smoke around this situation Ooh, for a while now. And generally, I don't really get too much into the drama. Like, when you lose, everybody's upset, no uh, reasonably. Like, they have expectations of getting to and winning a Super Bowl. You're not getting where you want to go. You're losing to the same guy over and over again. There's questions about your, you know, what your antics on the sideline. You get along with Josh Allen. It's a lot. And, and usually the season starts and start playing well and everyone forgets about it. But this year, it didn't really go like that. They were in a tough position and everyone had to play their best down the stretch in order for them to even be in the postseason. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's not there. I, I, don't, I don't think he is unaware of the conversations that have been had about him in his time in Buffalo and whether it was coming to an end. So I don't think he's unaware of saying something like this and what it's going to stir up also. Yeah, for me, I think he's done there. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, like, we know Stephon Diggs is tired of the Bills. He's been tired of the Bills. Last year, Cam, he was like, nah, I'm good on that. Josh Allen, uh, Bengals game, throwing his hands up in front of him. His brother says, come on now, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs made you. So we know Stephon tired of the Bills. But I think finally, and James, you alluded to it, the Bills tired of Diggs. Yeah. I think finally the Bills are tired of him, too. The players get tired of organizations all the time, but the players so talented, you keep them around. But there comes a point in time where the coach is finally like, you know what? We get on you, bro. You're not worth the headache. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw it in Philly. When Chip Kelly for a lot. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep. Thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep. I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. The reasons with a lot of them people like, you know what, you talented and all. But you're not worth the headache. Not the right decision all the time, but once the organization gets tired of the player. <laughs> so this is this is why I play this, because when Steph Diggs doesn't kind of like dead a question, a narrative that's been put out there, and, I, and he probably feels like, yo, I've been doing this way too long, so you know what? Do what y'all want to do. That's probably what he's probably feeling right now. But this was an opportunity for him to say, guys, everything's fine it's cool 
We're done. Why wouldn't I be back next year? Cameron Wolf, thanks for your question. Well, come on, son. I'm going to be back in Buffalo. Let's rock this thing. Now, this is why when you leave things open for speculation, people are saying, hey, could he be gone? Now, one thing that James Jones said that I found that quite interesting was never let a team find out that they can win without you. Oof. Now, they're not winning without Stefan Diggs. Let's let's keep it let's keep it a buck. Let's keep it a bean here because Stefan Diggs is that dude. Over 100 receptions, over what 1,100 yards he had this year. Boy, that boy nice. Let's not let's not let's not get it twisted. We had a, a new offensive coordinator. We had a guy that's kind of transitioning from one playbook to another and on the fly, trying to figure out if we can get a run game. So there were no there were some wrinkles put into this offense. I mean, let's let's be real with each other. There were some new wrinkles. We were running the football. There were times where we weren't running the football. 11 touches a game for our, for Devin Singletary, 13, 14 touches a game. Bro, James Cook was getting 18, 19 touches a game. So there are the we changed the way this offense is rolling. Now we have a tight end that can't actually get downfield. So things are going to change. So now you're going to give Joe Brady a complete offseason to retool and figure out how he's going to get his, his boys the ball. I ain't stressed out. I'm not worried. He should be back with a bill in a Bills uniform. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. And could I would I tell you that it's impossible? Nothing's ever impossible. Any anything is impossible. If if they came to Diggs and said, Hey, bro, we noticed that we want to do XYZ. If you really want out, if you're if you're if this is your time to commit to us, if you really want out, you're gonna have to, you know, what I mean, tweak your contract in order for us to kind of make something happen. But if you're if you're ready to be here, be here. I can't even believe I'm even saying this, but I don't think it's gonna happen. But if they if there was some kind of trade possibility. That's how it should ha- it would happen. But this brother's way owed way too much money. Cap hit is way too deep, and we are fifty mil in the hole, bro. We got better things to worry about than receiver one being on the squad or not. He's gonna be on the squad. We gonna we we gonna wax ass next year, and that's what it's gonna be. But it it's it's this is the conversations that are being had right now. These are the conversations that are being had right now, and uh, you can't ignore them. You're just gonna ignore them. It's this is this is the off season, man. You know, there's the good that comes with the offseason, and there's the challenging that comes with offseason. And these are these are the things, man. My man Pierre Kimi says, yo, rephrase. They're not winning without a player like Diggs. Need someone to draw that attention. Oof. They're not winning without Diggs. They're not like you need someone like Diggs. I get it. You know what I'm saying? You need someone that draws attention. And right now, if you saw the way this team played out, we needed more from him. Don't get me wrong. We needed more, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't panning out the way, I mean, a lot of us anticipated. I anticipated big things coming from him. Did we not? Absolutely. Uh, Alton Venezuela says, yo, he fell off in the se- in the second half of the season, but let's not act like almost 1,200 yards and eight TDs is a crap season. I don't think anybody's saying that he had a crap season. I hope not, because that's just ridiculous. But anyway, I wasn't planning on being here uh, too long to talk about this, but like just to, just to put a button in this whole thing, right? Love the player, and I think we all love Stefan Diggs on the squad. 14 and 17 just makes sense. It just makes sense. Those two, they're there, they need to be. That's just yin and yang. You gotta put those two together. And just a uh, you know what I'm saying? Having Diggs not on the squad just it doesn't even compute to me. It makes no sense to me. It doesn't compute, and I can't even rock with that notion. However, when you have a season that you had, we lose to the same team for the third time in the playoffs. It makes things difficult to to digest, right? And now it, it makes you, I mean, when you lose, it makes you kind of poke holes and everything. When we were on that little stretch that we just weren't playing well and we were six and six, boy, were people trying to pull, prod, and figure things out of why we're messing up and this is why we're not going to make the playoffs and so on and so forth. And then we rip off six wins straight, right? We got our act together. We started moving things. So now it's just a matter of Joe Brady coming in, tweaking it, knowing what he has, in Stefan Diggs, you know what I mean? Potentially in the offseason meeting with Stefan Diggs and everybody when they come for OTAs and be like, yo, here's the game plan this year. This is how we're going to run this office. This is what we're going to do. You are a bonafide number one receiver. We got a franchise quarterback. Yo, we're going to make it work through you two alongside and sprinkling Khalil Shakir, sprinkling Kincaid. We'll be just fine. You know what I'm saying? We'll be just fine. But expect this to happen in the offseason, folks. This is what it is. Now, if he continues to, you know what I mean, keep chatting and more information comes out, then that's a whole nother ballgame. I just can't see it happening. I think he's physically and emotionally just tired of this, the situation. Now, playing devil's advocate, because you got to, right? What are the odds that Brandon Bean d- 
does want to make a splash. You got to, you got to, you can't just look at one way. It's not going to happen. Just cut it out. And cause you just never know. I'm sure there's been players that you thought their contract was not touchable and they were able to move that player. Did they take a big dead cap hit? I'm sure they did. Right. You guys can probably just pick out a player. It's probably happened before, but playing, playing the advocate here. What, how would you deal with that? You got a 30 year old receiver. You know what I'm saying? That some folks may say is 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 coming on the downside, which I, I think it's is wild that people say that, but it is what it is. It's out there. What are the odds that Brandon Bean is trying to would try to it's even weird to even mention it, but could you get a couple first rounds, one first round for him? Could you you mean could you get someone that is like what my Pierre what Pierre was saying earlier? You need someone that is going to take the attention that Diggs was able to make if he's not going to be on the squad anymore. But that'd be tough to lose both Diggs and Davis in the same in the same offseason. Wouldn't that be something? But then obviously you gain something back in, in terms of draft picks. And then, you know what I'm saying, you free some things up in terms of finances, and then you're back in, back in business. But being 50 mil in the hole, <laughs> that doesn't help. It certainly does not help. Diggs would need to potentially restructure his contract for a trade to even happen. Could be tricky, but maybe possible. Anything is possible. I'd hate to see it, but anything is possible. Uh, my man Scott Blakely, Diggs and our four in our F offense is <laughs> not worth talking about. It's our effing defense that chokes in the playoffs. That's the real problem. Well, either way, there's there's going to be some changes on this roster. I'll tell you that much. There's going to be a lot of changes. Yo, Rico, that hoodie is fire. I just purchased two of them. Yo! <laughs> what i'm talking about yes man if you guys haven't copped your hoodies man you'll go ahead and cop that hoodie i had to go with this color here my wife's always making fun of me that she says she says that i'm color impaired right and she goes what color is this and i was like it looks like a taupe color and she's like taupe what you know about taupe well look it up i had to make her look it up i was like yo there, there it is it's a nice color man so go ahead and cop this man support bf.com everything is right there support bf let us know what's going on and uh see everybody's calling it gray it's not gray it's like a taupe it's got a bit of a it's got a bit of a brown into it Y'all know, y'all don't know about that. But anyway, love my team, love Stefan Diggs. I want Stefan Diggs to, you know what I'm saying, honor what he said. I want to retire a bill. That's what I want. I want, I cannot listen. I bought that brother's jersey knowing that he's gonna be on this team for a long time. I need that. <laughs> I need that. That's what I need. I need that brother on my squad for a long time. I'm not ready to freaking hang up my Diggs jersey like I hung up. My Tyrod Taylor jersey. Now, I knew that brother wasn't going to be on the squad for a long time, but it was nice to see a black quarterback on the squad. I had to represent. You know what I mean, representation matters to me. It matters and it should matter. So I needed that brother to have that, you know what I'm saying? Have that jersey. And now Diggs, I can't have Diggs on another. I can't do that. He's a bill for life and he should stay that way. But if it's the case where, you know what I mean, we got to move on from that brother, it's going to make me sad. It's going to be make, it's going to make me very sad. But then I'm going to be like, Oh shit, I'm worried because now who's gonna be our receiver? We can't just depend on Kalusha Kier and Justin Shorter and Kincaid. I'm sorry. That ain't gonna cut it. That ain't gonna cut it. Truth to hearts. What's up, brother? I haven't seen this brother in a long time. What's up, bro? Hey Rico, man. Every time the Chiefs beat the Bills in the playoffs, they don't win the Super Bowl that year. I think they put everything they, they got to beat us. We will get one eventually. It's tough, bro. But you know what? I think the Chiefs do take this one. Um, listen. 49ers is a good squad, but Packers took it right to them. And Packers were, a, you know what I mean, a good team. We didn't take it to the way they did. It took, I mean, it was an interception, tipped interception from, I think, Jordan Love that kind of threw the game up a little bit. But Jordan Love was cooking them boys, right? Matt LaFleur was, was cooking things up and ready to take on the 49ers. But the 49ers, you know what I mean, they persevered and make things happen. Then the Lions the next week, Pretty much had that game won. They beat, they, they pretty much had the 49ers beat. Coach decided to get greedy on two, fourth and two, and fourth and three, and kind of squandered the game away. But that's two games those 49ers should have lost. And you think they're going to beat the Chiefs? Bro, it's not going to happen. The Chiefs, like, we're watching a special player in, in, in uh, Pat Mahomes. We are. So, and I can't, I can't listen. You almost lose to the Packers, you almost lose to the Lions, and you think you're going to beat the Chiefs? I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, bro. Uh, I bought the darn Diggs jersey, too. <laughs> we all bought the damn Diggs jersey. Golly, man. So uh, I need to have that, man. 
and all of it as well. The representation always matters, man. Always matters, man. You want to see, you know, I mean, people thrive that look like you. You want to see them thrive in positions. That's why Jim Trotter is on Roger Goodell's ass. Where is there going to be a black individual in a newsroom in any executive position? What does Roger Goodell do? He now makes it invite only to these questionnaires to the Goodell. Goodell is a coward, man. Keep that shit open. You should have kept Jim Trotter was on your neck. He was he was keeping you accountable. And what you do, you fire that brother. And on top of that, you make it invite only. You are coward, Roger Goodell. <laughs> this cat. Um, Pierre Kingpin says, yo, as a Bills fan, that slogan, get one before I die, might be the realest slogan of all time. Bro, before these eyes close, I need my, my, my team to win one. Before these, these, these lungs take the last breath, you ever say, I'd like to be able to say my Bills were a Super Bowl, Super Bowl champ. I want to be able to go to Buffalo and rub shoulders with every one of y'all while the parade is going, while we see Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen passing that Lombardi over to each other and all that good stuff, right? And Tyler Bass is lifting it up saying, I nailed that Super Bowl kick. <laughs> Man, by the way, I'm still not over this, this whole situation. I got to put this out there right now. I'm still, listen, the internet's got us arguing with each other about Stefan Diggs and, and Josh Allen and, you know what I'm saying? The drop passes and the defense didn't do this. Meanwhile, our kicker missed the damn kick. And that's why we're talking about this mess right now. You got to nail that kick. I'm still not over it, man. Tyler Bass, bro. You got me talking about my quarterback that had a damn good game. You got me talking about my receiver that you know has, has been a little silent in the playoffs. I get it. Defense can't do this and that. And we blame everybody else. But this brother, man, this brother lost us the game. I'm just putting it out there. I'm being real. You missed the kick, bro. Especially on the right. Yo, if you're gonna miss it, go left. Go left. You give us a wide right again. I'm still not over it. I'm over, it, but I'm not. I had to get that piece out because I just say I'm bothered. I'm bothered. Uh, PVC fan, what's good, man? If 14 wanted to leave, how would that look? We can't let him walk with the dead the dead money hit. So would somebody have to offer to pick him up? To my understanding, um. Who was it? Uh, Matt Perino had the spot track guy. I think his, I forgot his name. And I don't want to mess his name up. But anyway, the spot track guy that does all the contract stuff. And they had a really good conversation. And they were talking about the Stefan Diggs situation. And they were like, yo, man, you just don't want to broach that subject. But if something is to happen, you'd have to like, the player would have to say, I'm, I'm okay with taking a pay cut or restructure to make my base salary super low in order for me to be tradable. And then the other team would have to take on the money. There's so much thing that has to happen. Who was it this year that needed to be traded, but in order for them to be traded, they would have had to lower their cap hit and somebody would have had the, the other team would have had to take a little bit of that one. And the trading team would have had to keep some of that money on their books. I can't recall who it was, but there was someone that was in that type of conversation that needed to trade a player. So there's, it's very possible. You just have to have a lot of deep conversations and deep conversations with the opposing team, what they're willing to give up, what they're willing to take on and go from there. But this number is very steep. That's the thing. It's very, very steep. So I don't even know if you broach that conversation. It really, it really is. It's just really tough to do. Joel Brown says, yo, Rico, what type of trade would you like to include Diggs? I don't want to trade Diggs. I don't like that at all. I don't want to. I want that guy staying on the team for good. I want him to retire a bill. That's how I want it. I want him and Josh to retire together. It's not going to happen, but that's wishful thinking. Diggs going to absolutely nowhere but Orchard Park, New York. <laughs> when we get a Super Bowl next year, fans will be take, talking about uh, how should we extend Diggs. I mean, shoot, that's the conversation we should have. We should be having, but we just did. So we'll see how it is. And keep in mind too, right? So looking at Track. And like the digs, the digs, uh, let me just open it up and show you guys instead of me talking about it. Um, when you look at his, his contract and every, there's always an out. There's always an out in these contracts, especially with Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean, don't, you don't play around, man. He's, he ain't going to get caught with his pants around his ankles um, and let you, you know what I mean, have one on him. So he always has a way to get out of these contracts. So let me just share my, share my screen here. I hope you guys can see it. And show you what kind of what kind of salary mess we are in. I don't know if y'all realize what kind of salary mess we are in a world of trouble, <laughs> a world of trouble, people. Golly, it's tough to it's tough to fathom what it is. So first and foremost, look at that fifty one million dollars in the hole. All right. Like it's craziness. 
51 mil. All right. So when you look at Stefan Diggs, let's look at Stefan Diggs real quick. And I'm not going to pretend to be like a, a, a contract guy, but his current contract right now, Diggs signed a four year, $96 million contract with the Bills, right? Including 21.5 mil in signing bonus and another 70 guaranteed, 70 mil guaranteed, and an average annual salary of 24 mil a year. Golly, that's a lot of money. So in 2024, Diggs will earn a base salary of 18.5 and a workout bonus of 250 mil, right? And then while carrying a cap hit of $27.8 million and a dead cap value of 31 mil, all right? You see all that money right there? You don't move a brother like that just, just to get him out of the way. It's, it, it takes a lot for that to happen. So he's going into age 31, right? Into the 24 season, right? 18.5 is what he's going to be owed with a signing bonus of 4-3. So you see that money. It's a lot of money going to that brother. But the potential out is in 2025, right? And even the dead cap hip in 2025 is 22. A little more palpable. But at that point, we'll know if, was it a fluke? in the way his play somewhat dissipated in this in the back end of the season? Or was it just a matter of our team finding out a way to get these guys all involved with a new offensive coordinator? Because that that's the big one, man. You had an offensive coordinator that take over halfway through the season that's trying to figure things out and try to get his way of thinking and his philosophy infused into the offense by using an old playbook, right? So you got to keep everything unison because that's what everybody knows. So going into this year with a new playbook is going to be mad different. But you got to keep that in mind. You really do have to keep all that in mind. But that is a lot of money to figure around to figure around with. So let's let's just play a game real quick, folks. So let's move back. Let's to even manage this roster. Okay. The market value for Deion Dawkins right now is at 17.8. Rasul Douglas is at 14. Gabriel Davis on the market, he's probably going to get 13 mil, maybe a little bit more. You never know how these guys play. I doubt it. He gets 18 to 20. I know there was some kind of conversation happening. Leonard Floyd, I'd love to have Leonard Floyd back, but he's probably going to want more money than 8 mil. But that's what they're saying. 8 mil is, is market value. Then Daquan Jones, you got to bring Daquan Jones back, right? Am I wrong? I, I'd bring Daquan Jones back. I don't care what anybody tells me. He back with the squad. AJ Epinesa, we got to make a decision about that one. Taylor Rapp, we got to make a decision about Taylor Rapp. Tyrell Dotson, Bro, there's a lot of conversations that need to be had. Tim Settle, I'm good with him. You could dip. Dane Jackson, I'd love to have Dane Jackson back as depth, but Caillou Elam's got to come in and do something. So this will be interesting. So let's let's play a game. Let's go to the manage the roster. If you guys have done this before, um, let's jump into it. How in the hell are we going to move money around? How do we move money around? It's super tough. So let's have a look. Let's have a look. See, so obviously Josh Allen, you could definitely move around some stuff with Josh Allen. Obviously, you're not trading him, you're not releasing him, so you're gonna have to base, you're gonna have to move some money around with this brother, right? So let's just say we we move some money with Josh Allen, so we restructured Josh Allen. Right there, we say about seventeen point nine mil. I'm sure we could probably save a little more than that. So at seventeen point nine mil, we're down to thirty eight mil, and that's still a boatload of money. So that's Josh Allen. Restructured. Do you restructure Stefan Diggs? If you do restructure Stefan Diggs, you save another 13 million. So now we're down to 25 mil. But let's let's just say we don't. We leave his contract the way it's supposed to be kept. We got to do something with Von Miller. 35 years of age. Right now you can cut him. If you release him, it's bad news, first of all. Let me tell you that right now. We just we we <laughs> Absolutely not. It's not happening. I just want to show you what happens if you do do something with that brother, right? So with Von Miller, let me see it because I, I want I want to bring Von Miller back on the squad because I released him, but I want to bring him back. Where Von where Vonnie at? Let me bring back let me bring back Von Miller. I'm gonna re reset it because you need to understand we can't just cut him. You see what the, what happened when we just cut him? We went back up to 47 mil. <laughs> we can't do that. So let's reset this B. And and really see how we can actually really make this happen. So Josh Allen, you got to do something with Josh Allen. 17-9, right? I'm gonna touch Stefan Diggs in just a moment. Let's let's restructure Von Miller. So restructuring Von Miller, you just save 12 mil right there. But are you ready to restructure Von Miller? 
Von Miller's contract, bro, that was, yo. Brandon B's got to hold that L. <laughs> He's got to hold that L. That's a crazy contract. When you think about it and what, I mean, obviously we don't, you never foresee an injury happening like this. But golly, that Von Miller contract is wild. So let's go back to it. Von Miller saves a 12 mil if we restructure him, but we'll probably restructure him in a crazy way where we have an out to get out somehow, some way, sooner than we think and put a lot of incentives in it. I don't know, but there's got to be something to play with. From the, the guy that from SpotRack said, that's one of those contracts you either leave alone and just let it just let it just sit on your books or you can figure something out with it, but you can tweak it. But restructure him saves you 12 mil. What do you do with Deion Dawkins? Not a whole lot. You can't even restructure Deion Dawkins. I think we just restructured him not too long ago, actually. Tredavious White. Soft subject, isn't it? Yes, I know. Do you cut him? Do you restructure him? Everything tells me you got to cut this, brother. I'm going to cut him. I hate it. Don't want to. Because he brings so much to the team. But now, Tredavious White, you cut him, you save $6 million. I know people are going to be like, ooh, you got to keep that brother, man. But you got to cut him. You got to move on from that brother, man. Because, like, Achilles, ACL, you got to cut him. It hurts the heart. It really does hurt the heart. But you got to move on from that brother, man. You got no choice. Because now you got up-and-coming guys like Christian Benford. You got Rasul Douglas that look really damn good for this defense. You got Kyrie Elam that could really show up and do something for us. You just never know. You just can't just... But, oh, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't make my heart feel good by making that move. But we're playing GM right now. And I'm not going to pretend that I'm a bomb GM right now. I could be failing right now. But this is the three moves I've made so far, right? Dawson Knox, I ain't cutting this guy. I'm restructuring his ass. You restructure Dawson Knox, you save yourself another 2.7 mil. And you got to really incentivize his contract. If you redo it, you got to do some things with that. All right? So restructure Dawson Knox. Matt Milano, listen, somebody mentioned something to me not too long ago. They said, Matt Milano, if you think about it, man, he's injury prone. He's got, he's got injury. I think every year he's got something that, that, you know I mean, that hinders him from playing a full season, except for maybe last year. Last year, I think was one time he played his full season or he missed a couple games. He didn't miss a couple games and came back. But he's always got some. But to me, I'd restructure Matt Milano ASAP because that boy is a pillar of this defense. You got to bring that brother back. Would you not? Would you restructure Matt Milano? Because if we do, here's what it looks like. I never even thought about doing that, but you restructure him. You don't really say too much. 2.5 mil. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. Let me add that. Let me restructure Dawson Knox. I'm going to put Matt Malone back on the on, back on. I'm not ready to do anything with that brother just yet. Rasul Douglas. Hopefully we bring that brother back. Ed Oliver, we just, we just brought him on the squad, so there's not much really to need to do with him. And here's where some things get interesting. We got to do something with this brother right here. Where is he at? Saran Neal, are we ready to bring him back? Because guess what? If you release Saran Neal, you save 2.8 mil, almost $3 million. Special team guy. I mean, sometimes you got to move on from the special team guys. It's just what it is, folks. Deontay Hardy. I think I've seen enough of Deontay Hardy. Naeem Hines is coming back. We're probably going to have to do something with Naeem Hines. See ya. Deontay Hardy, you, you save almost, listen, 4.1 mil. So right now, we're $10 million still over the cap. Who else can we kind of kind of move around? And I'm not even trying to do a whole lot of stuff, right? We just Tyler Matikavich. I know somebody said cut out of Tyler Matikavich, but we we um we just redid his contract last year. I'm looking at Demar Hamlin. Do we bring back a guy like Demar Hamlin? Would you see him as option to a guy that can or do your depth, and we can just move on from him? In my personal opinion. I'd move on. You save one mil. So now we're nine in the hole. So what do you do? You got Connor McGovern. You got Ed Oliver. I'm not going to touch Ed Oliver. You got Dawson Knox. We could do some things with Dawson Knox, but I'm fine with him. And then Matt Milano, we can restructure. And then Stefan Diggs, we could probably restructure. If you restructure Stefan Diggs, now we're three mil over the cap. Now we're in business. Make a couple of the moves, and you're, you're there. Where, where's Dion? Can we do something with Dion? No, nah, we're not going to do anything with Dion. Dion. Dion, he stays where he's at. Right? So, listen, we've restructured Josh. We've Von Miller, we restructured. 
We released Tredavious White, restructured Dawson Knox, released Saron Neal, released Deontay Hardy, released Demar Hamlin, restructured Stephon Diggs, and you're over the cap. I ain't saying that that's what brother's going to do because <laughs> absolutely I'm not saying that whatsoever. But here we are. Now, you know who's making a lot of money? This brother right here, Connor McGovern, is making a lot of money right now. He's almost, he's what? He's like, if we were to restructure him, or even, I'm not even trying to release him because I like, I like Connor McGovern on that squad. But we restructure Connor McGovern. That's uh, only a couple mil. I ain't trying to touch that. Leave that alone. So, anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. We'll leave it right there. You know what? And Naeem Hines, we got to cut him to bring him back because bringing him back on that salary, heck no. Look at this. We saved for almost $5 million with Naeem Hines. And then we can bring him back on a different type of contract and let me know how you how you feel. So now we're eight mil over the cap. And he's probably going to you know, move around and do some, some things that'll, that'll help us out in, in getting some things done. But a lot of these uh, other moves that I could potentially make, I'm not going to. But I'm going to just leave it at that. So with those very moves, we're over the cap. So it's a lot. A lot to do. But my goodness, man, here we are. And like, what do you do with Jordan Poirier? With a guy like Jordan Poirier, do you, are you, are we ready to, because I mean, Micah Hyde, chances are he, he doesn't return. I think we're, it's pretty safe to say that. I think you keep, you keep him and then you do something with, uh, with Taylor Rapp. Do you let Taylor Rapp go and let him just hit free agency or do you try to, you know, me work something out and bring him back? Because essentially, you get him to be the inside. Both they're both inside the box type of safeties. You can't have both those guys. Ah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But either way, we've we've kind of done some things, and we can even restructure Teron Johnson if we want to. But they don't give you that option to restructure him because they did it last year, I think, or a couple years ago. But here we are, man. Here we are, and Mitch Morse. This is another one right here. I was messing around with this. If you move on from Mitch Morse, let's just say we say, and I'm not, I'm not vying for this whatsoever, but let's just say we move on from Mitch Morse, right? We're like, you know what? We're going to get younger at center. We're going to draft the center. We're going to move on from Mitch Morse. And uh, we have some concern. You move on from Mitch Morse. You save $8 million right there. Look at the cap. Now we're at $17 million in cap space, but now we were down to center. So, those are those are the predicaments that you you can put yourself into. Do you move Ryan Bates to center, full time center, on a cheap end? Right, you can even restructure Ryan Bates to keep him as our stretch guy. He saves us a bit of money too, less than a mil. So there's so many things that can be done. But anyway, I digress. Brandon Bean is gonna have his hands full, folks. That's all I'm gonna say. He's gonna have his hands full. Maybe maybe Mitch Moore says I'm gonna call it a day. I've done this before, concussions, so on and so forth, and you don't wish that on anybody. But I'm telling you, man, there's, there's, there's gonna, we're going to get under the cap. It's just there's going to be some casualties along the way. There's going to be some casualties, man. That's what it comes down to. Uh, unless they can't restructure others and need to move on, his football IQ is still high, would be serviceable uh, until the kids take over. And I think you're referring to Jordan Poyer, I assume. I assume you're, you're referring to Jordan Poyer. But if that's the case, then yeah, man. There's, there's so many potential uh, avenues that this team can hit. Real talk. Uh, let me get a, a super chat in from my, my, my lady, Linda West. What's up, Linda? I bought a darn Diggs jersey, too. Yes, we did, girl. Yes, we did. Um, okay, so I hit these super chats already, so I appreciate y'all. But anyway, I went way longer than I anticipated. I wanted this to be about our guy, Stefan Diggs, and this is how I'm going to put this a button in this. Love the brother. I want him on the squad. I want him to retire a bill. That's how I want to keep it. But all this, all this chatter that's out there is going to continue to happen until this brother says, guys, I'm staying on this team until they move me, and I don't think they're going to. I'm, I bleed the bills. I love the city. I love the this, I that. That's my squad. I ain't going nowhere. This is where I'm staying. Period. Done. And now everybody shuts the hell up, and they move on with life and go find another target. Go look at A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown, are you going to get traded? Because that's what they're going to do. They're going to speculate, and they're going to talk about that. That's just what it is. But if you leave it open for, for a conversation, you leave it open for interpretation, then, you know what I mean, people are going to interpret it, what they get from it, based on you leaving it open. You leave the open lane, they're going to take it. You know what I When you're playing ball, and they, that, that boy cross you over and you leave that lane open, and you don't collapse, and you're going to close on it, they're going to take that shit to the rack. And right now, 
some there's some folks taking it to the rack and stefan Diggs is like ole have have at it i tried to defend you i tried to defend myself and defend all this other stuff but y'all are just gonna run with what you want to run with so have at it is what he's saying and that they will so hopefully we can put all this this nonsense to bed and these guys come back this offseason kill it he comes in and he's ready to roll he's refreshed and let's get after it let's go for a fifth straight division and this time not only do we get the division we got to damn take the division divisional round game and then we move on from there so we'll see man we will see so I hope that this is put to bed. Honestly, I don't want to hear any more Stefan Diggs stuff because I love the guy, man. I love that that player. And forget about him on a, on the field. I love, I mean, like his background of like, you know what I mean? Him and how him and his brother are super tight. And like, you know what I mean? And he loves, I mean, that love this guy, man. And he rides for you. So if he tells you he rides for you, you got to believe it. And until he tell until he doesn't, we'll see. We shall see. So it's the offseason, people. It's the offseason. You know, this is what's going to happen. We'll try to bring you as much insight as possible. I'm going to try to get some, some player interviews and do all that good stuff. You know how that goes, man. So we shall see. So take a look. Go ahead on that Spot Rack uh, website and see if you guys can figure out the best way to maneuver and get us under the cap. Because right now, those were the ways that I could do it. I had to cut Tredavious White. I had no choice. Got no choice, man. ACL, and you got the Achilles, and you have Kyrie Elam, and you have Christian Bedford. And you brought in Russell Douglas. I don't know, bro. Put him at safety. He can't tackle like that. That's not going to work. If you're going to move anybody, you move Tredavis White. Excuse me. You move Christian Bedford to safety. And then you got Russell Douglas and Kyrie Elam going. But I mean, we'll see how that goes. So, folks, you guys have your, a great Saturday afternoon. Normally, I'm not even on this, this on a Saturday, but here I am. So, we will catch you guys on the flip side. You guys have a great day. And until next time, it's your boy Rico. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace. We out of here. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.